Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. Hi, this is Tammy Howard. I'm an agriculture specialist with the National Center for Appropriate Technology. And today I'm going to talk with David Wise about his work with farmers and their food safety plans. All right, this morning I'm here with David Wise, a farm food safety consultant, and he's going to talk with us about um, food safety and internal auditing. So um, could you describe your work with farm food safety in Montana? Sure. So uh, I got into food safety actually from my own practices. Um, I was working with another farmer in Montana, and we were hoping to set up a value-added system where we uh, made some of our produce into soups. And through that, we looked at on-farm food safety and then how to sort of transition that into a commercial kitchen setting. And so we got to start understanding the, the process from sort of field to final product of food safety and, and where the different aspects played in. Through that, I had a number of trainings that I took and eventually ended up with a number of trainings that were valuable to other people as well. And other people started to ask me for help uh, and asked me if I could start doing trainings with them. So I started to provide services to other farms and other folks who were interested in doing similar similar type things. And eventually um, kind of took on a role where I was working with more farmers across Montana to help them react to and develop protocols for new regulations that have been coming out regarding on-farm food safety. Okay, could you um, tell us why you think it's important for farms to implement food safety plans? Sure, so there's going to be a couple of aspects with that. The first one is the legal aspects. If there are regulations that apply to the farm based on their size and sales level and where they're selling to, they, they may be actually required legally to comply with with certain food safety regulations, and of course that's a necessary step. Beyond that, there are going to be buyers who maybe have heard of food safety or have heard of an outbreak and have taken it upon themselves to have a policy that says we're gonna only accept produce that is a certain quality in terms of food safety. And in that case, they might ask the growers to have a certain level of food safety, whether that's a food safety plan or an actual audited food safety plan. Um, it's gonna depend on the buyer, but at that point it's up to the producer to say, yes, we'll, we'll go ahead and comply with that request or not. Um, again, if they're not legally required to, they can make that decision on their own, but it's up to you and, and, and as the farmer and based on your interaction and your relationship with that buyer, um, what, you, what you would decide. The other thing that I think that's really important is in terms of implementing a food safety plan is the level of trust that people have in local food. I think the majority of outbreaks people hear about and are aware of are large or larger, almost national scale, uh, widespread outbreaks. And that's the kind of thing that people hear about and are concerned about. I think less often you hear about people who have experience with or have heard about local food outbreaks. And oftentimes, I think that on a local scale, people really have a high level of trust in the quality uh, and the, the production of local food. And I think that to the extent that farms are willing to implement these food safety plans, even though it might be somewhat of an initial burden to get that set up, uh, perhaps time-wise, perhaps financially, I think that maintain maintenance of the trust in the local food system is going to be a really valuable asset, and, and that ab above 
regulations and above the interaction with the buyers, I think that is one of the most important things the farmer should consider in, in implementing a food safety plan. So what do you see as some of the challenges that uh, farmers face in implementing their food safety plan, here in Montana particularly? Well, I think the one of the biggest challenges is taking the systems, whether it's the FDA system that's a little bit newer with the, with the Produce Safety Act, um, or if, if it's the USDA GAP system, those systems are national systems that are meant for large-scale production, and they were sort of developed towards those larger-scale operations, and taking those systems uh, and figuring out how to apply those to a small-scale operation is often challenging. You have you know, certain questions or regulations that have to be addressed, and at a small scale, it seems it can seem challenging to, to interpret the intent of, of the regulation or, or the, the requirement, and that sort of step from the large to small can be really challenging for small farms, uh, especially if there's a cost associated. And I think the other challenge with implementing food safety plans is it can feel like there's really no reason or, or it shouldn't be a priority because they haven't had a buyer ask about it and maybe they aren't legally required to do anything. And I certainly understand that, and especially as you get into the farm season, if you haven't made time for that during the winter to work on it, it, be it definitely becomes you know a back burner type of issue until you have a buyer suddenly asking about it because, again, maybe the buyer heard something about food safety or they be they're increasing their concern, they're changing their policies, and then all of a sudden mid-season, um, you have a buyer asking about it, and it can be really challenging in the middle of the season to try and change what's going on because you've already had employees work with you uh, perhaps for part of the season and they were already used to a certain way of doing things. So to shift that mid-season can be really, really tough for people. And, and by food safety le legislation, do you mean the Food Safety Modernization Act? Yes. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or FISMA, as, yep. <clears throat> as people are calling it. Um, so uh, I understand that you do internal auditing throughout the state of Montana. So um, could you describe the different types of audits and what's the difference between the type of audit you're doing and a third-party audit? Absolutely. So the audit system is something that takes place both under the FDA, uh, FSMA, uh, and then uh, there's also the GAP system under the USDA. And both of them will have somewhat of an auditing process. The FDA um, is still figuring out that what that will look like for their system. Under GAP, uh, it's it's well established as a process from going from in, an internal audit, which is an optional step. It's not required, but you can have an internal auditor come out and go over your food safety plan and do a mock audit with you. And then you can have a third-party audit, which is a USDA certified auditor. And what I do is the internal auditor Oftentimes farmers prefer having that, that step, even though it is optional, because the internal auditor can come out and have a conversation with you about your farm. It's, and it is more open-ended than a third-party audit. Um, the third-party auditor isn't going to try and you know, catch you doing something wrong, but they're really there to say, are you doing this, yes or no? Whereas the internal auditor can come and they're not going to tell you what to do. They're never going to be prescriptive, but they they can say, well, here's how I've seen some other farms dealing with this issue. Here, here are the things you want to consider. Here are some resources that you could use to um, evaluate your own risks. And again, they're not going to tell you how to deal with them, but they can have a little bit more of that open-ended discussion 
during the audit. Um, the nice thing also about the internal audit, it's, it's the same format, they use the same scoring sheet as the third-party audit. So it really is a great preparation step before you get to the third-party audit for a farmer to, to essentially go through the, the, the audit process um, and to have a sense of where they're at in the scoring system. You need an 80% to pass the audit. And if you're close to that, you'll, you'll have a sense of maybe you wanna make a few adjustments in case the third-party auditor evaluates you a little bit differently. So you're, you're basically sure that you pass. Um, the other thing with the internal audit is you have a chance to um, basically re potentially reduce your cost. So if, if you're paying um, the government rate for the third-party auditor and you have to have them come back because you had uh, something that you, you didn't pass the audit or there was an unsatisfactory condition where the audit was automatically failed, um, that's not a huge deal. You have a chance to make corrective actions, but it will be that additional cost of bringing the, the auditor back. And if it's practical for you to have an internal auditor come and just do a, a quick check with you and run through the audit, it's a great way to make sure that you'll just have to do that third-party audit a single time and not have multiple times that you're paying for someone to come out and do audits for you for the third-party audits. And so... Um it, does it make sense for a farm to do an internal audit if they're not getting a third-party audit? I usually recommend that. Um, when I say to farmers who are hesitant to do the third-party, and often that's a cost issue, and that's totally understandable in Montana, um, I've, I've been told by the third-party auditors it's usually three to $500, which can be significant. Um, so what I recommend is if it's available to the farmer financially and, and based on their own food safety system, I recommend they do the internal audit because it's often less costly. Um, and then at that point, they have something that they can go to someone like a buyer and say, well, here's what we've done. We've had an internal audit. It's not the official USDA audit, but we have been audited. And you can see a record of that, that they, if they would like to, they can provide that to the buyer. And the other aspect of that is they're, they've essentially taken themselves right up to the edge of the third party audit. And that way, if a buyer suddenly is asking for the third-party audit, it's very easy for them to say, okay, I'll just go ahead and call the third-party auditor now, and I know that I'm ready because I had the internal audit, and that can be a, a fairly simple process versus someone who hasn't had the internal audit and maybe hasn't become completely comfortable with the way they've implemented their food safety system. And then they, if they have a, a buyer suddenly saying, we're going to we're gonna start requiring you know, some sort of food, food safety protocol, then they're kind of scrambling in the middle of the season, and they're not ready for that third-party audit. So even if they're not going to have the third-party audit, that internal audit is usually a great step. And um, so I understand that you're operating under a grant. So is there a cost for a farmer to have an internal audit, at least in Montana? Um, it'll depend on, on when they contact me and, and you know how how available that is and, and, and where they're located. Um, I'll certainly make every effort and there's a couple other auditors who do internal audits in Montana. Folks are welcome to contact me and we can work on, on how to do that. And even if it's just um, doing a review of the farm food safety plan, I, you know, I can do that for them as well. There's, there's options in terms of the cost to them, but usually, I mean, the, the goal is to provide these audits at little to no cost to the farmer. Great. And we'll do that as long as we can. Yeah. And, um, well, I think you pretty much answered that. 
But I, my next question was, how can internal audits help farmers implement their food safety plans? And I, I think um, you pretty much answered that, but do you have anything to add about that? Sure. I, I think um, as much as you can implement your food safety plan and feel comfortable with it, I think having, even though it's not the official third-party audit, I think having a third set of eyes knowing that that third set of eyes is coming in and it's going to look over your system, you really have to have your ducks in a row and you have to have everything down on paper. Uh, it's one thing to have it in your mind, but the, most of the food safety plans really uh, require or strongly suggest that you have really good records. And when, when I've worked with farmers doing uh, this kind of thing, when I go to their farm, it's really this incentive to them to be ready for me to, to arrive there and to evaluate their system. And it's not like they have to be perfect. Uh, you know, it's great to work with them on on finalizing everything and how to do everything. And, and it's totally fine for them to have questions. But what I've seen is that when, when I go and either do a workshop with someone or, or work on their food safety plan, they have a much better incentive to, to finalize it and to have it be really sort of tight-knit, I guess. So if farmers want to take that next step in implementing their food safety plan and possibly getting an internal audit, what, what should they do? So one of the best things to look for is a training that provides an overview of, of food safety, everything to consider, and then oftentimes we'll provide, as part of those trainings, uh, some time for you to actually work on and work through a template food safety plan. That's a great starting point. Um, after that, looking for uh, any other workshops that are, are field base so you can actually have a, a chance to look on uh, a farm and see how they're they're implementing these kinds of systems and then uh, also just going to the Montana Department of Ag website there's a food safety section on there with a lot of great resources um, also NCAT's ATRA site will have a webinar that we're working on to show you what an internal audit looks like uh, and other resources as, as well for these kinds of things. Yeah, and at the ATRA site, we, we have a series of videos on how, to, how other farmers are implementing their food safety plans, and um, we will also be showing um, the process of an internal audit um, that David is helping out with. So thanks for coming out today, and um, thanks for your work with food safety. Yep, absolutely. You can find other episodes of ATRA, Voices from the Field, along with ATRA's other sustainable agriculture resources at www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org.